don't know. It was working earlier. Do you think I can eat this yogurt while we're doing a podcast? If you're not smacking. Mm, it's not possible. Let me get this intro in and maybe I'll be done eating by then. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Light-hearted, family friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. It's all you, Trista. I can't talk right now. I'm still eating. I had also only printed seven activity sheets. <laughs> we had eight kids. Oh my goodness. Failure. I was like, I just need five. I'm going to print two extra. So I have extra. So I'm prepared. And mm-hmm. I still was short. Unprepared. <laughs> Go figure. Well, when's the last time you were unprepared? That's the thing. I feel like I was totally prepared. But. Overly it, prepared. It ended not. up. Yeah, it was just bizarre. Just bizarre. But a good bizarre. Yeah. It all worked out. I'm eating vanilla bean Greek yogurt with maple pecan granola and chocolate chips. Yes, all those things are added in. What did you eat before this? Three quarters, a half to three quarters of a little personal pizza. And what did you eat before that? Hold on. The reason I didn't eat the whole thing is because I kept giving you the cheese-filled crust, which is my favorite part. I but you looked like that. you were starving across the table because <laughs> before I got home, you ate yogurt and, and orange slices. <laughs> <laughs> and you were looking at my food. I it's usually good. when usually when I would offer you something, you're like. No, and I have to like force you to eat it. <laughs> and this time I'm like, hey, do you want this crust? <laughs> I didn't get to finish crust. It was like out of my hand and in your mouth. <sighs> and cheese crust. <laughs> Stuffed crust. It's tasty. It is very tasty. It was my favorite part, and I was giving it to you, and I gave you like three out of four of them. I think <laughs> I only ate one of them. You were feeling extra loving. <clears throat> or? We call that dying to self. Okay. <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> Before that, I ate leftovers, some rice, lentils, and lentils. That wasn't near enough. So you're on your third course. I am on my third course. You was hearing your story earlier. You got done with this awesome story. Oh my goodness! And I said, "Well, there goes our whole podcast." Yeah. She told a really good story so that would have lasted funny. like a good 15, 20 minutes and I wouldn't have, I could sit here and eat. It's the rest of that story that goes along with that intro that doesn't make sense to anyone right now. Nope. <laughs> so today's Sunday. The podcast gets released tomorrow. When you hear us talk, if you hear in the background the chirping, that's crickets and frogs. It's the cookies. Cookies. Not the cookies. The, the cookies. Cookies. Um... Anyways, it's Sunday. Um, 
It's getting dark now around six o'clock. Yep. Crazy. And we don't time change. And we don't time change. Like not as a we religious stand. position. We don't do it. <laughs> because where we live. <laughs> so today we had a good day in church. Had a lot of visitors. A lot of visitors. Yeah. And one particular family invited them. It was really cool. Great. I need to send them a congratulatory text. And that would, um, it was just really cool. So these people came with kids. Now we have a small church. It's a, it's a church plant. And we're used to having our kids in Sunday school class and one other kid and maybe a second one every once in a while. Well, these people showed up with like 72. <laughs> it was crazy. Not really. Um, showed up with some kids. Kids, uh, Trista, go through the age of the kids and, and who showed up and okay. how that impacted your class. So it's normally our two youngest boys who are nine and 10. Because I need to eat. And then another boy who is 12. So, you know, older age boys in the kids' class. And obviously, our youngest is nine now. And you forget some things about when kids are younger and things that happen. And I clearly, clearly had forgotten a lot of things. So I had been given a heads up that someone was having friends come to the service today. So I was prepared yet ended up being very unprepared. And so she had told me ahead of time, the ages of these two kids are five years old and two years old. So I was like, okay, I got to like plan around this. Um, Because today your youngest was like, what? Seven, eight, AJ? Nine. No. AJ's nine. I just said that. Yeah. Nine, 10, and 12. I wasn't listening. So I was I have, chewing. You know, you can't hear when you're chewing. So I have these older boys, you know, and now I'm like, there's going to be two little kids. So I've got to figure out how to make this work. And I was like, I'll bring Callie in in case the two-year-old doesn't want to sit and she can just play with this child and it'll be fine. So I prepared my lesson. I printed out seven of our activity sheets and was like this will be plenty because we're only having five kids six I guess with Callie and I was like well it's a two-year-old and I normally give out hard candy to the boys that are older and that's not going to work so I got to buy special candy so I bought airheads thinking a two-year-old can eat an airhead this is going to work this will be great it's soft no problems so we get there this morning and they come in, everything's great. And then the lady who invited them said, I also invited some other people and they're coming and they have three kids. <laughs> Stop <And> I, <laughs> inviting people. I was like, okay, yes. And she was like, some of them are teenagers, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this. <laughs> and so they come in. It's great. We go over to class halfway through, you know, the morning service. Andy dismisses me with the kids. And so we go over and there are. I thought the song service was particularly fun. It was great. Yes. We had a lot of voices. A lot of voices. So I've got, I think it ended up being eight kids in there. And so I'm like, all right, I'm short on candy. I'm short on coloring pages. I was like, Callie just won't do one. It's going to be okay. 
And so we get through the lesson with some interruptions, but for the most part, everything went okay. And we, I'm like dumping out all the the crayons and markers and I'm like, everybody sit down and we're going to do our, color our picture. And this two-year-old, I look down and she's got these markers in her hands, <laughs> coloring her picture. And I look at her dress and she's got like blue marker all over her dress. She has more flowers and than she started like, out with. No, somebody give me the package. Let me see if they're washable. And it, I mean, the package says they're washable. So I'm like, I think it's going to be okay. Oh, I was so worried. And then we made it through that. And I'm like, I'm going to give out the candy. And I was like, Callie, I'll give you your candy later because I only have these seven. And she was fine with it. And so I give out these airheads. And so then I'm like, so nervous about this two-year-old in this airhead. Like, I don't remember what a two-year-old can eat. I don't remember how many teeth they have. Can she eat this airhead? So I'm like literally chasing her around the room as she eats this airhead to make sure she doesn't choke on it. And her fingers are like so sticky. And then like class time ends and Callie walks her back over and I'm like, try to find like a napkin to wash your hands off. And so I go back over and her mom's there and I'm like, I am so sorry. I gave her candy and she's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, she's probably so sticky. She's like, oh, no problem. And I'm like, and we had markers and she colored on her dress. <laughs> she's like, that's totally cool. <laughs> so that was my experience with the two-year-old today in class. That's funny. And I just, honestly, I never thought much like, I've had four children go through the age of two and you think you'll just always remember those things. And I'm just here to tell you, you don't, you forget, you forget a lot when your kids get older. Did it bring back good memories? It brought back a lot of memories of stress. Yeah. A lot of memories of stress and, um, like the kids are so independent now like me chasing around this child as they're eating, I was like, oh my goodness, I can't go back to this life. Right. <laughs> well. Uh, but we survived. You survived. It was, I was prepared and then unprepared, but it was all good. Wonderful. It was all good. I just had to play that for a second because as you're talking, it reminded me of Cedarmont Kids. Oh. You remember bringing oh the goodness. kids up on Cedarmont oh, Kids? Yes. That's oh, what yes. that was. That was a Cedarmont Kids uh, thing. I bet half of these kids are movie stars now. There's no talent. I doubt it. No. I don't think it was that kind of a production. They went back to their they Mor- were like all Mormon churches or something. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm almost positive. I had no idea. It was a bunch of homeschool families. Do you have any of their CDs? You should take them to church and use them in Sunday school class. I don't think I have any here because we were out of the Cedarmont kids stage mm-hmm. by the time we True enough. moved. Yeah. But well, you had a good class. 
Yes, I did. We had a good service. Very good. Yep. Uh, I preached out of Second Timothy chapter two. Good. Be strong. Um, let me see if I can remember off the top of my head my three Baptist points. I actually had four today. Overachiever. I tell you what. <laughs> um. Nope, the yogurt has knocked it out. You know what I really would go for right now? Coffee. Dude. I titled my message today, Them There's Fighting Words. Mm. But then I transliterated it. Is that right? To use the same letter for things. Is that what that means? I don't know. (laughs) I thought transliterate means to translate something's meaning like you don't translate word for word necessarily but you just translate the context the meaning of it i could be way off but it sounds like it's well thought out and that's how it should be what are you looking it up i don't know what what on earth is it a word transliterate did i make it up i feel like it should be a word it says. I mean, guys, we do this all the time. Haven't you ever used a word and you think you know what it means and you just like basically use it? I do that for half of my vocabulary. I don't know what things mean. I just say them. What? I don't understand this. Well, do you want to read it? Transliteration is a type of conversion of a text from one script to another. What's not to understand? That involves swapping letters. Eh? In predictable ways. Mm? Like from Greek to something else. It must be another meaning than this. Hmm. Um. No, I don't. I don't. I don't follow that. I followed the first part until you said swapping letters to represent or spell in the characters of another alphabet. Really? I was way off. I don't. So, like, to use the language's alphabet. To turn around and spell your language phonetically, more like in your way. I'm pretty lost. Like if you were to put all of the Hebrew alphabet. Okay, that's a bad illustration. Let's use something where it's actually using. Um, would it be? What's our alphabet? Is it like derived from Roman, probably, which is Latin. Derived from Latin. Man, y'all, we're ignorant. But like Spanish and English, you can take the Spanish-sounding words and... I'm just talking nothing because my wife's reading the so phone over there. And I'm trying to get her to say this something to cover nothing. me. Like, cover I don't understand ignorance. what this is, but I've heard this word before, but I don't understand what, All right. what's going on. When you don't understand a word, the best source to go to in my opinion is... Webster's 1828. You've heard it here many times. Let's go to Webster's 1828. But I don't know if transliterate is going to be in there. Trans. Is it one word? Yes. It's not coming up. Let me see if it'll do voice to text. Transliterate. No. Translate. So the word transliterate was created after the year 1828. Uh, You heard it here first. 
If you all are not looking up the word transliterate, you can just hold on and you can learn with us. So what are you trying to say? Transliteration. Because um, obviously I we're forget not now. figure out what this is. You said I, you transliterated something in your message. Oh, yeah, that was just a joke, though. Okay. Hold on. So it didn't even it matter. Was, well, it was kind of a joke. Uh, language Azer. Okay. 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 Got it. Here's what it means. Language A is Arabic. Okay? Language B is English. All right? So when you translate translate from the written word in language A, you have a, the scroll writ, writing, the scroll writing, right? So it shows a bunch of symbols. What does this symbol mean? Allah. Allah is what that symbol means. It direct the transliteration for this is Allah. But the translation would be God. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So when you are reading in Arabic and and the, it's pronounced like somebody's reading scroll in Arabic and they say Allah and then I hear it and then I go to write Allah in English, I would write it A L L A H. Yeah. That's transliteration. Okay. Is that what you were doing today? No. Okay. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> but now you all know what transliteration means. You're a little bit smarter. Um, no. I don't know what I was doing. But basically, I was, you know, sometimes you start your messages out with a joke. And so I said, them's fighting words is the title of message. But since there's only a few country people in here, southerners, and the rest of you are northerners, I had to translate it for you into... Those are fighting words. Okay. So it's just a little funny ditty. Yeah. You know, get people smile, drop their guard, bam, y'all sinners. <laughs> no. Did it work? Uh, yeah. I mean, people laughed and chuckled, probably politely, but <laughs> we had a good time. Then, uh message out of Second Timothy 2 is be strong. Uh, teach others. How to, how to fight the fight, right? Be strong. Teach others. Endure. And then uh, the fourth was be careful be careful and a lot lot in a lot of meat in there uh, paul paul was a pretty serious guy i was realizing as i was studying for this message and i brought it to the attention of the folks today that paul was a competitor right seemed like he must have been athletic or into athletic things he was competition. very competition. Yeah, and and just to, to use this language, like obviously we're in a spiritual warfare, right? Christ spoke of it, but Paul even just to say, "You're a soldier in a fight." He he was just all about competing, you know, running a race, being ready, winning a prize, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, Paul is the kind of person who, when he plays a board game, he takes no prisoners. Probably. And I asked for those in the audience who here, when you play a game, you're going to win. And they raised their hand. I'm not the only one. Everybody raised their hand? No. Okay. Mostly men. <laughs> no, there was one or two ladies that raised their hand. It was funny. But we, we, I mean, come on, we identify with Paul. 
Paul was a competitor. So anyways, I enjoyed the message. It was very, um, very interesting to me. I used an illustration uh, for enduring, and um, I was just reading it here. I thought I'd bring it to your attention just as a topic of conversation since you weren't in the message. Mm-hmm. I could preach it all for you right okay. now if you want to. Maybe but later. Maybe later. Maybe later. When, right before you go to sleep, I'll be like, <laughs> point number one. <laughs> Be strong. Um, from the diary of John Wesley. This is some. This is an illustration about the diary of John Wesley, and this is an illustration on enduring. Here's what his jar, diary. What's it called when you put it in? It's entry. Entry. Thank you. Uh, Sunday a.m. May fifth. Preached in Saint Anne's. Was asked not to come back anymore. Nice. Sunday, p.m., May 5th, preached in St. John's Deacons. Wait, preached in St. John's. Deacons said, get out and stay out. Sunday, a.m., May 12th, preached in St. Jude's. Can't go back there either. Sunday, a.m., May 19th, preached in St. Somebody Else's. I don't know if that's really the name of the church or if he couldn't remember the name. Deacons called special meeting and said I couldn't return. Sunday, p.m., May 19th. Preached on street, kicked off street. Sunday, a.m., May 26th. Preached in meadow, chased out of meadow as bull was turned loose during service. Sunday, a.m., June 2nd. Preached at the edge of town, kicked off the highway. Sunday, p.m., June 2nd. Afternoon, preached in a pasture, 10,000 people came out to hear me. It's intense. Mm. So I was telling church, I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, either right before the bull or right after the bull, I'm done. done. The Lord has opened the door for me to get out of the ministry. (laughs) No. um, As I was reading this, I was thinking, have you ever seen those um, rodeo games where they have four men sitting at a table in the middle of an arena and they release a bowl and the last man to stay in his seat wins. They should have just done that. He could have been preaching, be like, all right, last person here, entry into heaven sealed. Mm. That's your prize. But no, they all ran. Mm. Pretty interesting illustration, if I do say so myself. So, coming into... The end of our podcast here, the end of the Shazoe, we were talking earlier about all of the wonderful gifts that we've been given. Do you need yeah, to ask this, a question? We got us some Christmas music. I feel like this should have cued some Christmas oh, music. Man. Oh, man. We had the children's just, music earlier. Yeah, that, that was because I already heard the story, and so I needed something to do, so I was just scrolling around on the computer. Is there a particular Chris, Christmas music song that you would like to hear? Otanenbaum, baum, Otanenbaum, baum, baum, Otanenbaum. How do you say that word? What does that even mean? Otanenbaum. I think it has to do with a tree. Mm. Let's see if let's see what this is. This is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Let's see what this one is. Wait, we we probably don't want the vocals, right? Let's just do instrumental. I'm ready. There we go. I'm ready for Christmas. I've been buying gifts for the kids, I feel like, more than you. 
Is that accurate? I bought some good ones the other day. I'm excited about them. We can't talk about it because some of them listen. We already told them. Books. Yes. Yeah, we did buy some cool books for them. And we told them, you have some awesome books coming for Christmas. I love buying books. I just mm-hmm. can't help myself. Mm. Everybody needs more books. Mm. Oh, speaking of books, should I stop the Christmas music to talk about Sun Tzu? <laughs> Hold on a second, y'all. Let me pause this. I finished reading Sun Tzu, The Art of War. I've al- I always start it, and then I don't finish you it. always start it? Okay. The times that I've read it, I start it, but then I never finish it. It goes on a shelf. I finally finished it. Yeah. Fascinating book. It's just what's to me, because I'm not a military expert, what's fascinating about it is that all of modern warfare, all of warfare in history comes from knowledge from this book. Fascinating. Sun Tzu, The Art of War. It's an easy read. It's translation. It's a translation. It's just a lot of information. A lot of information, like there's no fluff. Do this, don't do yeah, this. it's zero fluff. Yeah, it's like it's like if you're on a hill, hold the hill. <laughs> don't don't give up the hill. If you're on the hill, you have an advantage. If you're on the bottom of the hill, run and try to entice the enemy to come to you. I mean, it's like if you have a thousand men, you can easily defeat one hundred. That's men. right. <laughs> but if you have five hundred and they have five hundred, <laughs> wait it out. <laughs> It's like it's so real though because it even says because when you watch all the movies and you and you see all the hero uh, stuff they're always saying uh, you know uh, like the story of the Spartans three hundred Spartans stood up against thousands of the and it's all about the underdogs and and you know these this small group of warriors took this big large group of warriors and even in the Bible really when you go into it there's some fascinating stories about small groups. Gideon's warriors, you know, things like that, um, going after large groups. But Sun Tzu says, you're a fool. <laughs> Sun Tzu says, mm, no, if you don't have enough people. Mostly only if God is on your side. That's right. <laughs> Sun Tzu said, if God's on your side, go for it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that he doesn't believe in that God. But, you know, he, he was very real about it. He's like, you're risking the lives of all these people. Wait until the battle is in your favor. Retreat run retreat to your to a, a town uh to a fortress hold the fortress rather than go out and sacrifice yourself it's the complete opposite of uh the colonial war right oh, when they stood in you lines and fired because yeah. of some kind of honor or something yes. sun tzu's like no 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 no, no. hide behind war. the tree right and wait till they get really close i mean Sun Tzu would have killed There's a lot of them. valuable information on pillaging as well, I noticed. Yes. Like, no, like seriously, <laughs> if you go into a land and you're conquering, you're killing an army, make sure you hit all the villages in the area because your men need food to survive. Right? I mean, like, it's very, it was a type of barbarism. It was kind of barbaric, but yet practical in that, look, we're not here to mess around. I mean, practical, but like not practical to us. Well, no. Right? Like, But at the same time, in modern warfare, if we were in the Middle East right now and and our army was going through uh, a town and we pushed all of Al-Qaeda out of this town, I'm all for our military pulling up to every gas station and draining it dry. Right? That's fine. Right? 
I'm cool with that. Go into the stores and be like, look, we need all the water in your supply. Yep. That's it's war. It's war. I mean, <laughs> that's what Sun Tzu said to do. <laughs> so I'm not going to argue with Works Sun Tzu. Don't argue with Sun Tzu. <laughs> all right. Where were we at? Moving back to Christmas. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> As we were. Where were we? <laughs> It's a good book, guys. Go read it. <laughs> I think we were going to talk about our Christmas giveaway. Oh, yeah. So I'm still thinking of a gift, but we've had a lot of entries. I have you marked down as to be decided. Yes. Uh, why don't you read off just to give people a taste of some things that could be one okay. in the giveaway? And don't read off the names. Okay. Just read off the gifts. So far. Drum roll. <laughs> Our gifts include a couple of books, specifically The Hiding Place. Good one. And The Burden Bearer. Good one. A couple of Explicitly Us mugs. Oh, yeah. And look, these will be like, we're going to, we got to find like a permanent marker and sign them. I don't know about that. Yeah, we got to sign them. We got to have our RF because we're important people. Yep. We are professionales. We are. We're going to sign them. We got to figure a way to seal it. If any of you know how to seal a signature, I don't know if you like use a lacquer afterwards, but look, these people are going to put these in dishwashers and stuff. So I don't know. Okay. You think on that one. Paint. Sharpie? Would that last? I don't know if it'd last. Probably not. But we got these awesome coffee mugs that Trista designed. You're going to love them. I hope you win them. Uh, We also have a Scentsy plug-in warmer. Dude. That's awesome. Is it the miniature Your one Cincy or the big fans. one? The one you plug into an outlet. All right. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. And you put the little bitty like shavings the, in. Um, like use a cheese. You put a cheese. Use a cheese grater to put some shavings in you that thing. You can use a whole little cube. Oh, okay. For those one of cube. you who know what Scentsy is. If you like your house smelling fresh, but you want to keep it safe and secure, use a Scentsy. Yeah. No flames. No flames, but yet amazingly very fragrant for a long time. And then when you want to change the fragrance... It hardens in the basin, and you can just, like, pop it right out and throw another one in. It's really nice. Safe around kids. The wax gets warm enough to melt to a liquid, but not hot enough to burn you. Just hot enough for you to play in. So if you got kids, you know, you think it'd be hot enough to burn? It could probably burn. Nah. Yeah. Test it on the children. Okay. We also have a gift choice of either homemade soaps and embroidery. Or a sign mm-hmm. from someone. We gotta. Fig- I gotta write them and figure out exactly what they would like to do. Because that's gonna be a hard one to draw from. I think it was a people's choice. Really? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember that. Like I remember that. Whoever wins can choose. One we of these we need photo examples. If you're listening to this, you. Yeah, she sent them to us. I don't remember. There They're was a in long. The she was. She was the first person. All right, it's there. She was the first person to send. Yep. That she wanted to contribute to yep. the giveaway. So props to emails. you. I take full blame for not yes. remembering a thing about your email. Yes. But I love you very much. Okay. You're a sweetie. Um, we had an entry this week to give away a classic apple peeler. Yes. I'm excited about that. I wish I could win. That's exciting. But all those participating from this local station cannot be entered to Like win. the kind, it looked like it suctioned or mm, attached. No, I think it clamped. Clamped? I think it uses a clamp like a vice, like Maybe. in a workshop. It was a good one. It was a nice one. It was. And you put the apple on it, 
and you turn the handle and uh, it peels your apple. It's going to be a nice one. That's uh, going to be a Do good I one, get guys. to be drawn? Does my name get to go in the entries? No. Oh, man. You are a part of Explicitly Us. We're, baby, we're giving uh, the gifts away. Okay. All right. Maybe I need to add that to my Christmas list then. You guys, look what you're doing. You're, okay. making, you're costing me money. Uh, we also had... You're going to earn that. We also had entries for um, jewelry designed by Joy in the Jewelry. I, no. Did I write that wrong? Joy in the Journey? Most likely. You I wrote it wrong. I think I wrote that wrong. I think it's Joy in the Journey. And um, Jewelry. Exciting. Yep. For a lady jewelry. or a, a man who would like to give it to a lady. Yep. Um, also a homemade apron made by my very own grandmother. What? Yeah. That's so cool. I have one. I just Is it the shirt the apron? Day. I think it's the shirt apron. Oh guys, these are really cool. It's what she does is she started this by taking her one of her husband's old shirts. She took her husband's old shirt and she made it into a really I'm gonna use the word cute. Guys don't use the word cute a lot. I'm gonna say it was super cute. And she kept the the collar mm-hmm. on it. So it, it it was this really neat cut mm-hmm. uh with a with a rather nice plunge line. The buttons. The she buttons. Sewed up the yeah, buttons. it was like a, a nice V. Uh, obviously, your spouse is your wife is going to wear clothing underneath it, so it's not going to be too, of course, you know, yeah. whatever revealing. revealing. But it, just nice lines. As I guess if I was a seamstress, I would say nice lines or fashion designer. But the collar is what really makes it because it just looks kind of dressy, mm-hmm. you know, not like just a couple straps over your shoulders. So it's kind of a neat look. But she makes those mm-hmm. and. It, it's Trista's grandmother. So how cool is that? So one of those gets to go to a lucky winner. Yeah. And then Andy's... Oh, I should <clears throat> And then a to-be-decided gift. Oh, well, you can say that. My to-be-decided gift. I thought you were going to say Andy's relative or something. And that's what we have so far. So if you have emailed us and I didn't it's, mention it your gift on here... very possible that I have text from people because... Okay. A lot of people that listen to our close personal friends. If we did not list your gift on here that you have, we asked you told to email us, us that you were going not to text get. us. I don't remember Let text. Us know I will again. even if I said thank you so much. I'll mark it down. I lied. I'm terrible at remembering text. Should I read the list of drawing names? Let me search giveaway or gift in my text. Should I read the list of drawing names in case I miss including someone and they're like, no, include me. I already Um, said I wanted to be entered. Or no. Just the first names? No. No? Well, no. I'm just afraid of missing somebody. No, I think think we're okay without revealing the names. Um, gift, giveaway. I was looking up giveaway real quick. Nothing in giveaway. Oh, got that giveaway. I got some. Nope. Guys, if, if you text me, I'm sorry. And we will go through the names. But I know, I think, like, my mom might have texted me. Your mom might have texted you. I've got them on here. Okay. And the dates are going to be, the first giveaways will be November 29th, so. That's the Monday after, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Guys, you got to listen to this. This is going to be great. I wish we had more names to draw from. We're going to have a lot of names, but I would like to have like a thousand. It's just not going to be possible. Maybe we don't have a thousand I don't even know listeners. a thousand people. I'll be honest. <laughs> It'd be great though. Make it bigger. 
But you know what? It's going to be fun for our faithful fans. We have fans. November 29th, December 6th. You are. 13th and 20th. My biggest fan. Four weeks of giveaways. Four, four weeks of giveaways. And so on every episode, we're going to have multiple giveaways. Yes. So, and then. As many gifts as we have. Now, did we decide whether we're going to take out the names or not or leave the names in there to win multiples? That was abrupt. I think we just do one. One and done. I'm kind of against that. I think people should be able to win multiple gifts. I want people to win multiple gifts. Or how about this? No, that would be bad. I was going to say people could win like a gift and then if they want a second gift, they could choose which gift to keep, but then that would hurt somebody's feelings. That'd be like the white elephant gift. (laughs) Stealing. Yeah, stealing. I want their gift instead. (laughs) That would be funny if we did a white white elephant uh, remote (laughs) where they like chose a gift or took a gift from the previous week. It does. I was never a big fan of those. I'd rather somebody just give me a Santa Claus tie and be done with it. (laughs) Anyway. Well, I think that was a sufficient length for people to listen to us and sums it up. Start off their week. Do you think people laughed at this podcast? Do you think it was a cheerful podcast? Some of it. Our transliteration probably got a little boring because we didn't know what we were talking about. But that happens. I don't know why music isn't playing. I'm trying to play music. I'm a failure. Transliteration, I feel like most people out there did not know what it meant. And now they do. And so I don't feel bad. All right. Educational. If not funny, it was educational. So if I wasn't doing transliteration by changing, okay, I I said them, theirs, fighting words. And then I changed it to those. changing it from... Southern talk to northern fu- talk. What what's so, that mean? Yeah. What is that? I mean, I guess is that transliteration? It's still English, but dialect maybe. You were doing a tri- dialect transliteration. Dilation. <laughs> dilation. <laughs> Probably not dilation. <laughs> Dialection. Is there a word for that? If you think there is a word for it, let us know. And if you still want to be entered in the giveaway or have a gift to give. Email us at explicitlyus at gmail.com. Okay, do me, do me. What? Do me, do me. Say at. At? Explicitlyus at gmail.com. I'm not mocking you. Okay. I'm just trying, just in case one day you die, I need to be able to take your place. You're you're getting close. I was close. I'm, I'm working on it. All right. Keep working. Love you, babe. Love you. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.